I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svender, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the AFL Enjoyers podcast. My name is Dean. I'm joined once again by two fellow enjoyers of the AFL, George Svender, James Matzer. How are we doing, boys? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very good. Yeah, no, very, very good. Feeling really thankful. A lot of gratitude this week. Um, really appreciate all the support we've been getting on the podcast, the messages, uh, the views, subscribers. Yeah, we just want to yeah, shout out to all of you guys and um, it really motivates us to keep uh, the podcast going and... Um, yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you and keep getting involved. Send us messages, comments, um, and we'll get back to you and, and keep it really interactive. So um, I guess we'll just break down round one, boys, what a round it was. bit of controversy, some expected results, some results that didn't go how we thought. George, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, it was a, a great round of footy and it started with a bang with uh, Carlton and, and, uh, and the Tigers draw. I think that the AFL scheduled the the games quite well because Thursday night eighty eight thousand people, Friday night eighty six thousand people, with um, Geelong and Collingwood. So the big teams got involved early, and it's obvious that fans are happy that footy's back, um, and and the big teams are playing well as well. So it, it looks like it's going to be a big attendance year for the footy. Don't forget Saturday Arvo twenty thousand people at Marvel. Anyway, that, that yeah. was the real blockbuster. Hey, which we'll, we'll the AFL knows what they're huge doing. Huge game, huge Giving game. North the open time slot at Saturday Arvo, anyway. Uh, I think the big talking point, well, one of the big talking points is the fact that flag pies. Oof, we'll are, get to that. Real? Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a talking point. Absolutely. Um, we'll start, start, start with the first game. Come yeah, on. let's go. Yeah. First game, we tipped the Tigers. Um, George stuck true to his blues. I guess we're both right. They did draw the match. Carlton t- maybe lost it. I, could I tipped with my heart. You guys tipped with your head and they equalized. Yeah, they, they, they really <laughs> did, yeah. So Carlton, in mind. Carlton uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the game, really. Um, it'll be clear in a couple of games time, I'm sure. But the first kind of thought is, has, has anything changed with the Blues? Michael Voss seems to think that it has, I think defensively. But at the end of the day, we lost a, a game we really should have won um, in the dying seconds of the game. So even though it was a draw, it kind of felt a bit like a loss for Carlton fans. I think Richmond fans probably felt like they had the game on their terms as well, but just couldn't execute in front of front of goal. Some some sloppy kicks. I think Shy Bolton was one that was pointed out, um, kicking around the corner in front of goal. Ill-advised also. I mean, he's a talented player. You kind of back him in, but he screwed that one up. A couple of kicks on the full as well from some of their players. So it was a, a pretty scrappy contest, um, but, you know, there was a lot of pressure, big crowd, and um, I think both teams, I think we think are going to be quite good this year. But um, exactly where they stack up, not quite sure. On that note, I was watching the game, writing a few notes, and one thing I did write down was I'm not quite sure if both teams are good. Or if both teams are bad. <laughs> it was one of those ones. 
It wasn't free flowing. Lots of errors. I know it was round one. Big crowd. Maybe some jitters. Um, I do believe both teams will be decent this year. Um, but I think they've got their best footy ahead of them. It certainly wasn't either team at their best, I don't think. No, nah, not at all. Um, there were some positives to bring out from both teams. Like uh, for for Richmond, Daniel Rioli looked really good. Yeah. Gave him some run um, off half back. Um, it was nice for them to also get some uh, inside midfield depth with Taranto and Hopper. And even though they're not the cleanest players, they still provide that grunt, get the first hands onto the footy. Um, and they'll they'll improve as they get a bit more comfortable with their surroundings as well. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think it's obvious that Colton's strength is in the midfield and Richmond kind of equalized in that area. So it's a big improvement from Richmond. It adds a string to their bow. I think from Colton perspective, the problem still is taking the ball out of the back line and finding ways to kind of be creative and get the ball moving quickly. They were just kicking the packs like they did last year as well, which a bit disappointing from a Carlton perspective. I would have liked them to try something different, but it seems like they just don't have the players to bite off those tough kicks like some other teams have. Um, I think it highlights Mitch McGovern's importance. I know he's a bit of a meme in in the in the Carlton in the Carlton. Uh, for for Carlton Football Club, but his um, interceptability, his athleticism, and his ability to kind of take the game on, bite off those tough kicks that that side can do. I think he's close to one of the most important, if not the most important, players this year for Carlton season. So he was a bit sloppy at the end of the game, but mm. it was a pretty good showing from him. So I think he's a key a key uh, component in Carlton's success. He he needs to stay fit. When you said in- intercept ability, I thought that was all one word. So interceptability. I just I created know. it. It's one you word. I like him. Interceptability. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got it. He's got it like his brother Jeremy. Um, the intercept marking. Um, yeah, um, he burnt me last year badly in Supercoach or the year before, whatever it was. But he's forgiven. You know, if he can stay on the park and play some good footy for the for the baggers. Yeah, I agree. I think. Look, if you're living and dying by Mitch McGovern's form, I'm a bit worried, George. But <laughs> Anyway, um, I do have one question for you both, though. Coming in yeah. from one of our viewers, what song should be played when there's a draw? Because the awkward silence—I don't know if that's good for anybody. Does anyone have any ideas of what song should be played when teams draw? I've got a few suggestions. Hit me. The first one is a, a mashup between both teams' songs. I think you're probably <laughs> thinking the same thing, Dean. I was thinking not really a mashup, more so just play both songs at the exact same time. Da 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 da. Yellow and black. <laughs> it would be chaotic. It, it could work. It could work. Uh, the other thing is, you know, the stones. I can't get no satisfaction. I like that. There's not much satisfaction in a loss, uh, or sorry, in a draw. Um, it's a bit of a weird feeling for supporters and and players alike. So maybe some music could lighten the mood. The mood. <laughs> the, the mood. The mood. <laughs> Play a bit of muse, maybe. Yeah, a bit of muse. Could, um, could be. Yeah. Um, no, well said, Georgie. I think you got that's that's all the uh, required options. I reckon um, we'll send them through to the AFL and uh, see what response we get. That's it. I really, we don't want to just hear the commentary team talking about the draw and like interviewing a player that doesn't know how to feel. <laughs> Someone on the commentary team needs to start singing. I can't get no satisfaction. That's it, Richo. Richo, get get in there, mate. <laughs> Jack Rewalt, maybe. Ja- yeah, true. He's a bit of a karaoke buff. Yeah, true. true. So. All right, I guess we'll move on to the second game of the round, which. Pretty opposite to the first game in the sense of scoring. It was free-flowing. It was fantastic. <coughs> Collingwood fans, we did have a comment in the YouTube section 
last week, Kostaki Films. You wanted us to talk more about the pies. Hard now, not to after that performance. Yeah, huh? now's the moment. I'm going to just say now, I'm declaring on the pod. My name is Dean and I enjoy the Collingwood Football Club. That's you're That's hard to listen to, man. You're forgiven. It's hard to hear, you're man. I'd, I'd... I'm tired of fighting with my feelings. <laughs> Last year, I was thinking to myself, they're close games, okay, but maybe they're just not good enough to finish games off. But I think I was wrong. I think they're just genuinely a good team. They've gotten better. They I have. think some nice acquisitions in Tom Mitchell and Bobby Hill next day as well. Um, he kicked a couple of goals. I think two goals adds to their structure. But just in general... They just look so deadly. I They're mean, unbelievable. Nick Nick Dacos looks to be like you talk about Achilles being like dipped into the river sticks by his ankles. I think they just dunked Dacos in. <laughs> they baptized him. He's invincible. He never makes a mistake. He's, Barely tries. He doesn't it. try. Well, actually, he tries a lot because he he kick the ball and then he'll run twenty meters and get it back and then kick it then run twenty meters get it back. No one's interested in manning him up or doing anything about him. Maybe then, it's because there was so much talk about him getting tagged. They're just like, other teams are like, nah, it's too mainstream to tag him. So, nah, we'll let him do his thing. <laughs> I'd be tagging him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, he yeah, nah, it's just the, the, he's got an like, immeasurable amount of run, this kid. Like, he just keeps going and going. And the ball finds him as well, you know. So, he just, he'll be in the right spot where it'll just pop up in his hands. Um, Fair yeah. enough. And I want to give some flowers as well to Scott Pendlebury. For me, watching him play, everyone just assumes... Oh, this is the year where he's older now. He'll take a step back. Pendles is just the silkiest player in the league. He's part of that brigade that just have time and make the right decisions and execute their skills perfectly. Mm. And there's a lot of Hollywood players that can do that. The Dacos brothers, Sidebottom, Pendlebury, Jack Crisp. Um, they just... Uh, I don't know about Crispy in that brigade. Uh, I think Crispy has improved, but he's, yeah. he's got the running power yeah. as well to back it up. Yeah, yeah. I think he's more so um, just the... Uh, he just breaks the lines more than you know being that sort of classy. Sometimes that dude. sometimes that's the right decision. Of well. course, of course. Well, I think he's you know, slightly different to the you know the dude who's um fair enough. got time. He I, just seems to like just run when he. I gets just the like ball. him, man. I just like him. Yeah, the amount of times enough. he runs from the back line to the forward line, mm. I don't think I've seen that many players break that that many lines. He's he did it a lot last year. He did it again this this game as well. So they've just got so many players that can run that can can ex- execute their skills properly. Yeah. It gives them time. And um, I don't know, uh, we, we were thinking maybe the off-season teams would have a chance to study the Collingwood method and find a way to combat it. But if Geelong can't do it, I don't know who can. Yeah, we'll, it would be remiss of us not to talk about the goey as well. Um, yeah, was it three goals? Ten coaches votes as well. Yeah, deserved, deserved. He's just, he breaks the game open with his uh, ability to get inside um, he's a good user as well. So, yeah, fantastic footballer. Yeah, I think our prediction last week of Collingwood finishing eighth maybe falling flat on its face. It was hopeful. Yeah. It was hopeful. I do know for a fact that my brother, he's gone ahead, watched the pod last week, not a massive fan of the AFL, and he's taken our word for it. He's taken our AFL prediction ladder as gospel, and he's gone ahead and bet $100 with a mate that Collingwood won't make the top four. So James, I'm sorry. <laughs> what a mistake that is. Those that hundred dollars is gone. Buddy. Don't expect me to pay you back, Jimmy. What are you doing, man? That's <laughs> uh, unbelievable. I think we should talk just a little bit about Geelong as well. I mean, let's not forget. Even in this game, they did get outrun in the end, but they played a good game. They kicked the winning score. It's just Collingwood was too good in the end. What did you guys make of 
of how the cuts went. Well, they they brought it to the pies pretty much until the last quarter where the pies just ran away with it. But yeah, I thought it was interesting where they had Tanner Bruin, who I've a vested interest in for whatever reason. Um, he played really well in the first half, was inside in the contest, looked really clean, and then he just faded away in the game. They, they didn't put him in, in any center bounces. I don't know, Parfit came on as a sub for Tom Stewart and he plays a similar role. They gave him that time in the guts and he really, I didn't notice him to be He wasn't honest. great. He wasn't great. Yeah, um, yeah so I don't know. I, I don't really know why they didn't um, let Bruin really, you know, flesh it out for the rest of the game. They were still strong. I mean, they had control of the game for most of it. Their transition footy was still quite powerful. Jeremy Cameron was, was tearing it apart as well. So uh, they're obviously a strong team. But it just show, goes to show how good Collingwood is. So it's a bit convenient for Pies fans that they've beaten the ex-premiers round one because now we have to hear flag Pies for the rest <laughs> of the season. So that I'm not looking forward to, but uh, I think they've earned some some positivity. And you know, a, a big Collingwood supporter base does make the footy, I think, more enjoyable. Yeah, uh, it's good for the rivalry. I just hope that they stumble and fall on their face at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Collingwood fans. It's just, it is what it is. Spoken man. like a true Carlton fan, George. Well done. <laughs> sorry about uh, that. Yeah. Speaking of flag pies, how about? Oh no, I think we're moving on to the North game. <laughs> what gives you that impression? <laughs> well, look, flag ruse. Flag ruse. Me and Matza were at the game. Yeah, we had a right old time. <laughs> oh man, it was. Uh, that's, it's pretty crazy. Harry Sheasel's going to win Rising Star and the Brownlow. I know, oh, Brad and and Coleman and um. <laughs> Norm, no, I meant Norm Smith, but you know maybe the Coleman. To as be well. fair, when he does the uh, second half of the season in the forward line, kicks seven a game. He was fantastic. Most disposals on debut since 1991. Greg Williams. Uh, oh, playing, it was Greg Williams. It was Greg Williams. Wow. He's playing off halfback. He's if anyone followed his junior years, he's a forward. Goes a little bit in the midfield. Played maybe a quarter or two in halfback in the preseason. And Clarko's trusted him. He started on the 50-meter line at center halfback on Liam Ryan, which is no easy feat. And he's just gone ahead and had 34 disposals. Absolute star in the making. Um, fun fact, his dad's name is Dean. So I'm claiming him as my son now. Daddy Dean. Daddy Dean. If I say he's my boy... You mean it. I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, um, yeah, beyond Sheasel, uh, Luke Davies Uniac, he uh, Star. started. He was, uh, dr- what's the word? He was um, dancing in and out of packs without even trying. He was he was fantastic to watch as well, man. Another great game from him. Um, the big building Suva. on Big Suva. Again, six goals without trying. Yeah, no. Nah, it's just all the good things that you want to see from North from like the the players, the young guys that we want to see do well, the ones that we rely on to um, push the club forward, they held up their end of the bargain. So good on them. Yeah, I mean, they had the injury to Cherry as well and kind of had Comden rocking with Greenwood. So Comben. Com, com, there's, there's no D com, in the com, name. Com, Straight out of Comden. Comden. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not having that, George. <laughs> com, com, they had Commie playing. Commie. Cheeky Commie. So um, I think it's a... It's an important win for North because obviously it sets up their season. Um, on the other side, it's a pretty disappointing loss for West Coast. Do we? What do we think about their prospects this year, given that they lost this game? Well, look, watching them in person, they still do have a lot of good players. I mentioned Liam Ryan. The defense had some absolute monsters back there. McGovern, Barras, Hearn. Yeah, and, um, and it might be because North still are pretty erratic going into the 50 with their kicking, but... 
McGovern and Barris and Hearn, they still need to be in the spots to make those intercept possessions. So they they all had really good games. Um, they did have trouble moving the ball out of their 50 well. There was some times where they were taking their time and it actually, it's almost like the slower they played, the more they could see the openings and actually punish North. And when they were just going too fast, North's players were able to intercept and get the ball back going the other way. So I'm not too sure what their deal is. I mean, you would think based on last year, this doesn't look good for them, but um, I think they're not that bad. I'm, I'm not willing to say North, like it means something amazing for North, but I think people will assume now West Coast is going to finish last and get the spoon. I'm not so sure. I think the, the, the problem with West Coast is North, we know that they're a rebuilding team. We know that we're, we're looking for signs. We're looking for them to improve first year under Clarko. West Coast still have a lot of mature talent. They haven't started the rebuild process. So, I mean, they still got Tim Kelly, Shuey, um, uh, not Yo, who's the other, Sheed. Well, Yo will be back next week or the week after. But that he, should help with their inside midfield. But um, if they've got those yeah. those players that are still on the list, you'd expect more output. Well, even in the forward line, I mean, Ryan's there. He played really well. Oscar Allen had a good return. Oscar Allen played pretty well. I think it's just players maybe 14 to 22 are just not quite there yet. And that's a large chunk of your team. That is, that is. Um, another little, one little shining light for them as well was uh, our boy Ruben Jimby, or Gimby, however you intend to pronounce his name. He looks huge. Physical specimen, that kid. Um, He's going to make a splash this year for sure. Future Brownlow yeah. medalist, I'm calling it from now. Whoa, big call, big hot call. Take. Whoa. Just saying. Prudus 2.0, I guess. Um, he grows his hair a bit more. Yeah, true, true. He's got that, <laughs> the long flowing locks there. Um, yeah, now shout out to Jimby. I did want to mention as well, just a bit of a gauge on the North Melbourne fan confidence, generally speaking. I think Matter and I, we're excited, but we're reserved. Um, last night... Speak for yourself. Oh, look. I'll <laughs> nah, speak nah, on behalf I'm, of I'm someone with, else, actually. I'm with you, I'm with you. My, my papu, which in Greek, uh, the English translation from Greek, my granddad, I caught up with him last night, gave him a hug. I said, hey, how's North? What do you think? He's a North Melbourne supporter. And he looked at me and he said, we're making the grand final. So the lid's officially the off. grand final. Papu says the lid's off, the lid is off. <laughs> Go the roost. He's seen a lot in his life. So if he's got the maturity to say that that's the case. Who are we it, to correct him? Yeah. Who Absolutely. are we in our humble, humble opinion to change what he's, he's come up with? Exactly right. So I the, can't give a straight face okay. with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm backing in Papu's prediction. Um, <laughs> that's it. So it's North and then someone else. So someone else. Go fill in the gaps. Go on. Who's going to step up? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yeah, um, the next game, Port Adelaide. I'm going to have to hold my hands up here. Anyone that watched <laughs> the pod last week. I've got some apologies to give. I've got some apologies to give. Apparently, Ken Hinckley's getting sacked after that performance. They give him a contract extension after that one. That was a fantastic win. Um, obviously, a little bit upsetting as a North fan to see Jason Warren Francis play so well, but well done, Jason. Um, he might have started taking the ice baths after all. Who knows? Maybe, or if not, remains well, to be seen. It remains to be seen. Like maybe this was his only good game, and because he's not going to take recovery seriously, you know, he's not going to play next week. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we don't know. Out um, with soreness. Out, that's it. Knee soreness. That's it. Knee soreness. Um, yeah, but nah. In all seriousness, it's good to see a talented young man finally find a an environment where he can flourish. So, um, you know, know, he was really probably best on seven clearances. Absolutely dominated the third term a lot of score involvements as well so he played like a star really potentially a breakout year in his second year i think the scoreline flattered the lines at half time they were 
closer than if you watched the game, you would think that they would be. Port Adelaide absolutely dominated from start to end. Disappointing from the Lions after such a strong preseason acquisition of, of Dunkley. You expect them to be strong in the midfield. Then they just got towed up by um, by Rosie and by Butters, Wines and Juan Francis, really. I'm still pretty confident they'll make top four. It's probably just a reality check. Playing away from home, the crowd got into it. Maybe they got a bit ahead of themselves. Um, there's a lot of talent on that list. I think they'll take that humbling and, and move forward. Yeah, um, McKenna also made his return after a couple of years in Ireland. Um, nice to see him. He kicked the goal as well. Good on him. Give him his flowers. Junior Rioli as well, three goals. Uh, nice little comeback. Nice little half mark. Yeah, then Fake mark of the year. A fake mark of the year, then, then fake out to kick the goal of the year. Yeah, well. hey, yeah, that's, that was everyone loves to see that on a set shot, you know, a little um, candy salon. We like that. So interesting to see what happens with Port now. Do we lift them in our in our rankings? Can they make the top eight? You have probably, to say, you have probably to say yes, yes now, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's going to be some serious revisions to our ladder. Our ladder's looking really nuffy at this point. So we're going to have to really um, step it up um, with our analysis and our predictions, I reckon. Um, Possibly, yeah. but one prediction we did get right, or so it seems, is Melbourne. We predicted them first. Great first game. They look good. They look good. Very good. Um, Gorn, apparently the most versatile player in the AFL, can play anywhere. Plays forward, kicks goals, plays rock. So he barely looks like he's trying as well. He doesn't look like he's trying ever. No, nah, no. Nah. When he goes for a mark, he literally just puts his hands up and it just it ends up being clunked. He went he's... to my high school as well, so a lot of talent came from that place. Oh, he did. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to McKinnon. Oh, we've seen your Jets in the intro video. So there you go, man. They, what was he like? Actually, no, he'd be a bit older than you. But do you remember seeing him around like Big Big Maxi? Or I think he was in year twelve when I was in year seven. He was just tall. Oh, fair enough. And, and he still yeah. is, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. really? No way. Hot take. Uh, Max Gorn, tall. Yeah, he's tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, I, I think, think that's a good prediction. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Cosy Pickett's um, attempted bump? Attempted bump. <laughs> that Honestly, that's the highlight of the round for me. Him just absolutely missiling himself like for, like this like, way like, into Ralph Wiggum Bailey style. Smith. Ralph Wiggum style. <laughs> that was... Oh, that was so entertaining. That, that was illegal, I think. Oh, illegal in... I'm pretty sure, in, yeah. He broke yeah. the rules. That in is. several sa- states in Australia, it's illegal. Um, what was several it, like, states in America as well. I understand sometimes you go in for the bump. It's a fast game. We don't like to see it. But what? <laughs> they took a lot of effort to get your body in that position. <laughs> I know, I know, man. Look, that's, look I've, never, I've never played footy before, so I don't really know what it's like. But like that, that must have been some really quick thinking. <laughs> Like to just like get his body into position to, to do that. I don't know. Is that is that natural? I, I don't know. Ba- Bailey Smith's mullet might be a bit affected after that. I think. I yeah. think it fell off his head after that. <laughs> it's part. a wig. It's a wig. That's <laughs> the way we exposed it as a wig. It's a weave. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Nah. What, what uh, do we think about the dogs? Uh, you know, a lot of high possession getters in the midfield as usual, but no impact up forward with the big tools. So. They came up against a very organized defense and I think we're going to see that quite a bit this year is when they play a good team, solid defense, are all these tools really going to do anything? Maybe when they play a weaker team, ball movement's a bit better in the 50, they get the one-on-ones, maybe they'll do something. So it was very disappointing. Um, not sure what you thought about that. Yeah, I'm no, just going to give a bit of flowers to uh, um, Jake Lever. He, I think it was 13 uh, intercepts. For him, um, yeah, he really held it down without Stephen May. And 
to think that they're going to have Stephen May back next week. Very good point. That defense just gets even stronger. So, and Salem. And Salem as well. Goes man, back great there. user um, of the football. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the doggies, man. Uh, I don't know. They, they've got some probably some reshuffling to do. Um, maybe one of their players goes back again. I don't know. They seem to always do that, you know. They always uh, Bruce Bat down back, Liam Jones down back, ex-Fords, you know, playing defense. I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think they're going to win a number of games, the Dogs. I think they'll beat up on some bad sides. But I think there was a clear difference between them and Melbourne. And even though the Dogs have a strong midfield, they got destroyed out of the centre bounce as well. 15 to 8, I think, centre bounce clearances. Mm -hmm. So that's ball going directly into the forward line for Melbourne. And um, there's a big difference there. So Similar round one to the Lions where their midfield on paper, and we've seen it perform a lot better than it did. So they just need to be better. Simple as that. Um, there was another game on at the same time as this one. I'm not sure who watched it. I didn't. It's a <laughs> little bit forgettable. Our second team, the Suns. I know maybe I should watch our second team, but um, yeah, it wasn't their best day, the Sunnies. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing for the Suns. They're highly touted um, during the preseason as maybe this is their year to make the aid and show the AFL that it's a worthy investment. It, it didn't happen today. didn't happen today. Not a good showing. No. Um, even with Wits out there dominating, he's... Um, his midfielders couldn't really um, make the most of that. It was yeah. it was Wits. Um, Miller, obviously, is a gun, worked his way into the game. Rao, a lot of contested possessions, got involved on the contested side. And then who else, really, from from the Suns? Pretty disappointing, the fact mm. that they started their season like that. At home, they had the those dewy type of conditions that you know they're probably used to and they can get an advantage from, but Sydney just way too good. Yeah. yeah. And on the, you know, let's go back to enjoyment. The, uh, the Sydney Swans, that midfield group, Goulden, Warner, Stevens had one of his better games. Um, former pick five, looked really good on the wing. Yeah, just looking really good coming into this season. A very professional performance from the Swans. They just yeah. got down to business. They, I think they had the most amount of tackles out of any team round one. Um, so they, they've got the majority of the ball and they're also tackling. It shows the intensity they brought to just, dominating the Suns and, and getting the job done and moving on. So it looks like they're they're ready to go this year and they're not going to let last season affect the now. Correct. I was just going to mention, actually, the last time they played a competitive game, it was a humiliation in the grand final. So good on them. They've come back, business as usual. I think they'll, they'll be a good team this year. Um, mm, absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. And then we did have... Giants on to the Sunday games now. Yeah, Giants-Crows. I mean, George and I were messaging each other at about half-time of that Crows game. They looked unplayable. Fantastic ball movement. The pressure was incredible. Rankin barely he, he trying. Could, he could be anything. <laughs> he could be anything. He was, wasn't even trying and he's kicking goals for fun. Rochelle, too. Dominant uh, second-year performance from him. So he looks like another player ready to go to the next level. Um, and they just they just had all the play, the Crows. And then what happened? Josh Kelly, mate. Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly. No, Josh Lockie, Kelly. Canelia. Yeah. The, the old gang got together and decided that it was time to play footy and uh, got the the game back on their terms, really. Mm. So I, I think Rory Laird decided to have the worst game he's had in 10 years. That doesn't help the Adelaide midfield. But, um, yeah, it's hard to hard to know what to make about Giants because they, they obviously can play, but they just have such inconsistency. And that's kind of symptomatic of the way they play their footy, I think. So let's see how Kingsley can kind of change that and change the culture for them. They obviously can play strong footy. They've got the players there to do it, but... Is it Kingsley for Adelaide? 
Oh, for the Giants. Giants. The Giants, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, you meant, I thought you, about, you were talking about Adelaide for a sec, but yeah. Um, yeah, nah. Good on Kingsley getting a first W. I did want to give some the... flowers real quick to... Tommy? No. Oh. Himmelberg. Oh, okay. Oh, the, the mark. The mark. He, the mark where he literally was standing... It's mark of the year. So, like, I'm just going to congratulate him from now. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, well done. Well you know, done. New car for you, mate. Well done. Why do footy players get a car? They've got enough money. Buy your own car. What should they get? Just the award. Yeah, that's just it. Just the pride. I just had a the, really good mark. Just a nice trophy with his mark maybe carved out on the statue. That's about it. Do they still actually give the car? Or is that just something that they say? That the I commentators think they say? might. Do they? How funny would it be if they just don't? No, it's just like, oh, he's getting the car. You know, they just say it because it sounds cool, you know? You know what? It was that good. Give him a car. Yeah, I reckon you give him You give him like a G-Wagon. You give him a nice car. Enjoy your car, Harry. Um, yeah, and uh, I was going to say, the other boy who deserves his flower is Tom Green. Inside yeah. ball. And outside boy. as well. Like, his outside game has really improved. He got a lot of uncontested ball as well, especially in the first half. He was really the only one that kind of turned up. Mm. So, he he's he's going to be a dominant player this year for sure. That's it. Well, he was te- he was... Compared to Clary coming into mm. his um coming into his in his draft year. So yeah, shout out to him, man. He's getting there. He's really getting there. He is. And we tipped the Giants that game, didn't we? They were the home team. Yeah, we got we got one right, which we was good. Right um, we'll, we'll actually we'll run it back quickly. So we had we tipped Richmond. So we get that. So we get that one by default. We didn't we tipped the cats, so that's not a point. We tipped North, that's two. Tipped, uh, sorry, North Port. So that's we tipped, no. we tipped the we tipped the lines. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, unanimously. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, that's imba- that's embarrassing. embarrassing <laughs> that's embarrassing. Now, uh, Melbourne we tips. That's three. Swans we tip. That's four. Um, GWS five, and I don't know if we get another one. I think that's it. We'll get that's to it. it. We'll that's get to it. it. Five's pretty good. Uh, well, that um, next game was Bombers absolutely demolishing the Hawks. We all pretty unanimously agreed it would be nice if Essendon lost. <laughs> I. Did apologize for the Port Adelaide banter I gave last week. It gave him a bit of stick and I was wrong. I also gave Essendon stick and I'm not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not willing to give Essendon too much credit about that. Against the Hawks, no, I don't think so. The Hawks ran out of legs. We'll say that I think we had Hawthorne at 15. That was my fault. I picked them at 15. Um, and Essendon at 17. So that might have to switch around a little bit. But yeah, you can't get too, too excited with that. I enjoy the can, win. I think you can. Yeah. No, I think you can get excited. You enjoy the win. I think you, you can. You I take the positives. I'm not not discounting the it's win. It's good for Essendon as well. 100%. I mean, they're also a massive club. You want them up and about. Do we? Well, no, you don't no. want them to win, but you want them up <laughs> and about. <laughs> up and about. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll give them that. Um, yeah. But look, I think Bombers fans, if you're getting carried away, just calm down. Yeah, um, but look... Um, be excited for the young guys. Like, yes. Parrish has really come into his own, which happened last year, but... 13 he, clearances for him. 13, that's that's huge, man. Was, yeah. Who else? Um, Archie. Archie Perkins, man. 10 score involvements. Three, three goals, three. three. Goals, yeah. He's... His kick to handball ratio surprised me. He had 17 kicks and three handballs. Like, that's rare for a f- player who's forward, um, forward of the ball. So, yeah. It's what you want, him. though. You want those damaging kicks... Yeah, entering the fifty or in the fifty. So yeah, absolutely. No, no, good on him. No lollygagging around. Just kick nah. the kick and the I ball, mate. That's why. That's that's what everyone says. Just kick the ball, you know. <laughs> so he really, he really, um, he listens, that's you it, know, man. and that's he's very attentive. So man of the people, him, Archie Perkins. Man of the people, and friend of the pod, friend um, of the pod, Archie. I did want, I did want to, <laughs> I did want to give quickly some flowers to Tipper as well. 
Made yeah. his return to AFL football, got subbed on, massive ovation from the Bombers fans, kicks mm. a goal. Great yeah. moment. I think all of, a lot of their uh, small forwards kicked goals. Uh, Manzi kicked the goal as well, Owen Davey. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, they got involved. Davey looks good. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a zip yeah. about him. Mm, he's got that, make got that moxie. Yeah. Yeah, so that he, he screwed up his first goal, his first attempt at a goal. That was baby. a shank, yeah. Uh, Disappointing because that, that was a nicer one. Yeah. 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 But what uh, he you... kicked one from 50. That's pretty sweet. Set shot from 50 from a small forward. It was a nice you know? moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Showed his dad on the screen, you know. Did oh, him yeah. a G up. Paddy Ryder there as well. I'm not sure the relation, but he was there. Hey, like, they're, they're, probably, they're probably mates at some yeah. point. Good mates with uh, his dad, surely. What about, so. what about the Hawks? What do we make of them? I think this is what we saw last year, wasn't it? Where some games they were just atrocious and then other games they had some really big wins. So I still think Hawthorne will have better days. I think everyone's saying, oh, see, we told you so. They're going to come last. They're horrible. I think their fans should look forward to a few better performances. Um, just a few weeks ago in the Pracky game against Collingwood, they looked very good. I think they'll have some games like that. But um, I think my prediction last week was more of the same from Hawthorne as last year. And I didn't see anything yesterday to make me think any differently they just couldn't keep up the the pressure and momentum for the whole game i think at the end of the quarter that they um cj kicked the goal to put them ahead so they were competitive for a certain amount of time they could play to that level for a period but then they just got run over so it's about consistency for them but i think um a highlight cam mckenzie the kids are gone i do want to call you out slightly on that actually george um, at quarter time of that Hawthorne game, you had the nerve to message me and say that he's a shout for Rising Star. I think he is. I think this award has already been announced and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying at the end of the year. I think I need year. to get the Sunnies back. I'm at saying the end of the year, he's a shout. Yeah, at the end of the year. <laughs> but you can't possibly see Harry Sheasel break the record for most disposals on debut and then have the nerve to message me. <laughs> the nerve to say that he's a shout for I'll round one nomination. I was projecting because he had such a good first quarter. He looks like Sam Mitchell. I thought Sam Mitchell just got off the coaching box and just started playing. He's a good player. He's very, very good. But This uh, is his first game. The absolute nerve, mate. <laughs> so, Cam McKenzie versus Sheasel. Both, no, both incredible. Yeah. Both we forgot about Ashcroft. He's gone. That's Forget it. about him. Forget about him. Not relevant. There's not much to talk Fair. about. He didn't play that well. Yeah, no. but like we're going like, to just rule oh. him out for like rising star contention. Like... Yeah. I guess, no, we're, we're football no, fans. No, no. We're going to overreact. This we're is, overreacting. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're done. He, no. He's finished. Just retire. Um, so next game, the Saints. More apologies. A, more apologies. I will apologize. We have a certain friend, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Shout out to Chris. Shout man. out to Chris. He was pretty upset last week. He gave us some feedback that myself and, and the boys weren't too full of praise, but I think I was I went a bit hard on the Saints. Yeah, um, no, he said like, we, none of us said anything good, but like he said specifically, yeah. like if, mate, if I saw Dean on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. You were very impressive. I can't say anything about the Saners other than Ross, the boss, is back in town. Low scoring win. It's all we love to see. Footy at its finest. The Saints are making the eight. I've got a theory about the Saints. Tell me. Now, I can't verify this, but it's the only plausible reason why they won. So this is my theory, and you guys yep. let me know what you think. I'm so keen to hear this. Same. <laughs> Ross Lyon must have seen the AFL Enjoys podcast last week. <laughs> he saw way? us. He saw us shitting on the Saints, <laughs> and he's used that as motivation to get the boys going on. At some point <laughs> last week, 22 of the Saints 
were watching the AFL Enjoys podcast. Is that how we got so many views? That, that's how <laughs> we got... That, Each one is like, look, every one of you fellas... And they had to rewatch this. it. They had to rewatch it. Yeah, that's it. That's oh it. That's about 50 views That right is there. the burning motivation for them to win. It's us. So, St. Kilda, you're welcome. Wow. So, you know, we're going to take back all the good things we said. You guys really... <laughs> so, yeah. what you're saying is when we do our tips for round two, we're just absolutely trashing the Blues. We're trashing them. We're trashing I think them? I trashed them a bit, but mm. you guys suck. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, I uh, did. Obviously, I apologized for my St. Kilda take. Yeah. However, Frio was very disappointing. Yeah, Matt that's... Fife playing forward, bit of hype in the preseason, atrocious performance. <laughs> yeah, they took <laughs> a point and seven possessions, I think it was. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what you thought, Matta, but I was very disappointed by Frio. Um, as good as St. Kilda was, they were good. Um, Frio were a top eight team last year. You'd think their ambition would be maybe push it a bit more, go top six, top four again. Um, Did they really rely on Lob that much to break packs, not. to take marks, to kick goals? Was Tabata playing? Tabata. <laughs> Probs not. He was. He was. He <laughs> kicked a goal. Nine positions. That's poor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nah, some work needs to be done with that forward line, I think. L- let yeah. me read you some some uh, possessions Red. for the for the Fremantle back line. Statman Red, George. Brother. Let's go. Luke Ryan, 37 possessions. Cox, wow. 30. Young, 30. Clark, 28. Chapman, 22. Wilson, 21. And they all, it doesn't show the marks here, but they all had a, at least 10 marks. Well, that's all their half backs. So what's going their on? Their whole there? back line just decided to play kick to kick. <laughs> they didn't uh, think about kicking it forward. I was say, my super coach back line is just going to be all purple now. <laughs> it's like, that's it, man. Get them in um, there. That's but, it. Yeah. But it, I, get, I get that they're skilled players. They all are pretty good kicks. Um, but. Their possession in the back half just didn't lead to anything up forward. Is it possible that Ross already has the Saints in a really good defensive structure? We know we, I certainly joke about Ross Lyons' football style being very defensive. It's a common opinion. But if it's going to make the Saints more competitive... I think we discounted impressive. the Ross factor. It's obvious that they're a lot better drilled. And the other thing about the Saints is that the injury list is really long. So for them to come up and beat... a like a, a pretty good team in Frio with a lot of injuries like that. It's, it's a very impressive performance, but I think it says a lot about Frio as well. And they've got an interesting situation. We talked a bit about Fife. He's one of the best players of our generation, dual Brownlow medalist. He has to has, have an impact. If the only place he can play is forward and he's not doing anything, they've got a problem. Absolutely, yeah. No, we as Nat Fife fans, Fife is life. That was the saying for like ten years or something. Not anymore, Jason. Yeah, no, 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 not not anymore. He's yeah. They they have to just get him in the guts a bit, get his confidence up, play him twenty percent, thirty percent in. They need a forward target as well, so he he needs to find a way to impact. Jai, did Jai Amos play? No, he no. didn't. Forward target right there, man, and then give allow Fife to get in the midfield. Um, yeah. Well, despite Frio being poor going forward, last year their bread and butter was their defence. And they did, in all fairness, keep St. Kilda to a pretty low score. Yeah. But it's very disappointing that they couldn't. Mm. What did they score 58 points in the end? I can't remember yeah. what they finished uh, on, but that's not good. It was enough. in the 50s, I think. I'm not sure. But I feel like we've got to give a bit of enjoyment into the game and uh, talk about the Saints players a little bit. Yeah, go for um, it. I, both. Naziah Wanganin Malera, your boy. boy. He and him and Jack Sinclair, who was another one of my boys, old mullet man himself, they both had 500 plus meters gained. Um, Mason Wood, former North boy, North Colt hero, North Colt hero after he kicked that goal against Sydney, the winning goal. 
Um, he's found his niche on the wing, man. Um, yeah, he had yeah two two goals, seven score involvements. Good on him, man. He's top the top the game for score involvements. Filippo, Matthias Filippo, Filippo. He had a good game as well. It was annoying me that they kept saying Filippo. Filippo. Yeah, no, it's got to be Filippo. Filippo. <laughs> <It's laughs> um, yeah, no, nah, he's, yeah, no, nah, good on them, man. We've got to shout out to the Saints a little bit. Of course. Give him a bit of enjoyment. Jack Steele does his thing. Brad Crouch does his thing. Good on him. Mitch Owens looked pretty good as well. He, he did. He competes well in the air as well for mm. a small guy. He reminds me of Paul Curtis from North Melbourne, in all seriousness. Both very underrated. Both pretty young, but X Factor can play on the ground in the air. Yeah, I think um, in inside mid is his final position because he's just the he's just the bull. Wouldn't surprise me, old Machado. But um, if they need him in the forward line, whilst their forward line is depleted, you know, he's uh, filling in admir- admirably. So good for him, huh? Yeah, good stuff. I did want to mention actually. I forgot to say it earlier when we spoke about the Pies Cats game, uh, the Jeremy Howe incident. Just giving some flowers to him as well. Uh, I haven't seen the footage. Yeah. I'm not one to seek out looking at that stuff. Yeah, but good on you for mentioning that, man. That's, um, uh, it's, that's tough to view and uh, how he's a constantly getting injured just based off on the way he's a high-flying, high-risk player. Yeah. But we love him for that. So thank you for, for, for providing us enjoyment in the games, uh, Jeremy Howe, and get well soon. We know he's listening. He's a friend of the pod. So friend yeah, of the pod. Get well soon, Jezza. Get well soon, buddy. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but he should be okay for the end of the season. So... Hopefully he gets some September action. I think he, if he comes back, he, he probably will. Mm. And Tom Stewart as well, also um, another champion, going out for a few, yeah. a few weeks um, from that game. And there was a couple just to touch on the major talking point of the weekend as well. A lot of uh, bumps, a lot of suspensions and reportings to do with some head-eye contacts. We spoke about uh, moment of the, the week, miss, missile man. We spoke about the missile man himself, but just generally speaking. It's quite ironic how at the same time that the AFL is being sued for all these concussions that happened over the years, in round one of the new season, it's a little bit soured by all these head knocks. Buddy doesn't watch the news apparently. Oh, he clearly doesn't. Um, <laughs> no TVs in his house. No yeah. TVs, man. We don't need to get into it too much, but man, there's quite a few for one week. That was there was a lot yeah, going on. The boys are just excited, man. They just want to get out there and you know get in amongst it. That's that's all it is, man. It is a it is a good point though. And, um, you know, it was a big talking point last year. I know there's the Crips incident as well. So it was surprising to kind of see, because who, who was the other player? Was it? Uh, McAdam went McAdam. On, um, on Perryman, I believe. It was, it was other Perryman or Whitfield that he took out. Um, that was a hard hit as well. Yeah, that was that was big. Yeah, that was that there were some bad. big hits. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to mention that we'll let the boring guys on AFL 360 talk about it all week. Um, let's go through some tips for this week. I think last week, if we can just recap that, we scored five out of nine correctly. We did tip against the Saints, against the Hawks, or above 500. Uh, sorry, Not we, bad. yeah, we tipped against the Bombers, against the Saints. Um, so we'll take that. I think five out of nine, week one. There's always a few surprises. Um, I think we had a couple um, interesting picks in there. Like to get GWS was a little little swing pick. Um, to pick North over West Coast, I think we did pretty well there. Oh, that, that was one. a given, man. Yeah, true, true. Who are we versing this week? Uh, we're playing on Saturday night, another primetime fixture for North Melbourne. Yeah. Um, Frio away, so we'll get to that. Yeah, we will, we um, will. Uh, first game of the round, though, another Thursday night match Blues. Blues. Blues, lock it in. <laughs> Blues versus well, let's let's have a look. They're at, playing the Cats at the G. 
The cats at the G. Current odds have Carlton at about two fifty. Geelong's at about one fifty. So Geelong the favourites. Um, George has locked in the Blues as his tip. But remember from last week's episode, we do a combined majority rules tip <laughs> yep. for the AFL enjoyers. So uh, I'll hand it over to Mata to respond to George's uh, prediction. Look, I think the Blues have to respond after you know throwing away the game in the dying minutes. Um, but Geelong have to do the same. And uh, the reigning premier, so I'm going to go with Geelong, um, Georgie. Um, Dino? Dino, back, back us in, mate. Back us in. Look, I do think Carlton can score more this week. I'd be surprised if their key forwards were kept quiet two weeks in a row. Um, and, you know, it is a depleted back line as well. Tom Stewart's out. Stewart's out. Radical is, hey, he had a good showing, but he's still inexperienced mm. at the AFL level playing in defense, even though he played VFL. Correct. Um, so there's defender. a world where Carlton kicks a winning score. I just do have a feeling though, Geelong as the reigning premiers won't lose two games in a row to start the season. That would be very disappointing. It, it's a hard. It's a. It, it's not a narrative that is really easy to sell, is it? That Geelong is zero two. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's it's a tough one. It's it something I'm one. not willing to bet on. So unfortunately, George, I'm going to have to tip Geelong. I sorry, can't, I sorry, can't wait to gloat at the next podcast. <laughs> I hope you do. You guys going against me twice. I hope you do, George. I hope you do. Yeah, no. Nah, we'll hey, we're, we're part Baggers fans now as well by default. So, you know. Hey, man. Look, we've got to use our heads a little bit on the pod. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, we only use our heads on our tips. Uh, so. Second game, Friday night. This might be a very interesting game. Brisbane at the Gabba hosting Melbourne. Ooh, that's a tough pick. Current odds have Brisbane at about $2. Melbourne, 180 uh, Fair enough. Because uh, Brisbane... They have to respond. Yeah, you, if you're really talking about responses, that's it's Brisbane's. I'm going to go Melbourne, actually. What do you think? No, you, hey, you go, you go. I want to go Brisbane. Oh, no, you're going to go Brizzy. Yeah. Oh, so you got to give me the tiebreaker. At home. Uh, Remember, the home factor plays a part as well. All right. So Melbourne the, were just very good last week. I don't know. I'm on the tiebreaker, I'm going to go with Melbourne. We're gonna go with Melbourne. <laughs> it feels it's not a it's look, it's really a fifty fifty. Line zero two. You know. Coin toss. Line zero two. It was I'm not gonna make excuses for them last week and say, well now they have to win because they can't be zero and two. Last week was the easier game. This yeah. week's the harder game. If you were to do the tipping from the start of the season, you would have thought that they were one and one. Correct. And that they would win last week and then they would lose this week. So well, it should fair. be a cracking couple of games to start the round again though. So yeah. well done to the AFL on that one. Um, Saturday afternoon, Collingwood hosting the Power at the G. Ooh, it's another good game based on gotta last go week's the, results. Got to go the Pies though. Yeah, you get Pies. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, happy I think with their free flowing football, Port will be a lot more tested than they were last week at the G. The Pies fans are up and about. Um, would be a huge upset if Port got it done. You wouldn't have thought. Mm, yeah, no. Let's see, comfortable with that decision. Yeah. Um, 4.35 on Saturday Adelaide taking on the Tigers at Adelaide Oval mm. Adelaide we did say they played well for a half away now they're at home first home game of the year Tigers we're not too sure what they are this year yet how are you guys feeling about that one see that's probably the toughest one because for both teams we really uh, we, yeah, we both we don't really know what they're going to be. So um, I'm going to go with the Tigers purely based off experience and 
Yeah, that's that's really it, man. Because um, Adelaide's a very inexperienced side, very young team. So we'll go with. Can I go next Tigers. on this one? Yeah, go next. I want. I want to leave it to George because I'm not putting my neck on the line on this one. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. I'm going to go the Crows at home. I saw enough in that first half with the momentum of the crowd. I think they can get it done. Um, and they did have a good game against the Tigers last year, was it? At home, I think they. I might be making it up, but I think they beat the Tigers at home last year. I think we almost have to like do like a blind reveal of our tips because now George has got all the pressure. Really, George is tipping for us. I think I'm going to go with the Crows. Okay. I, I think Richmond could easily win it, but I think home factor makes a difference. Wasn't um, impressed by the Tigers the other day. I, no. I think that no, I was impressed. I think that they're a good team, but I think Adelaide showed that they have some power. Uh, they just have to keep up the consistency throughout all the quarters. And I think if they've got the crowd backing them in, it'll be easier to do that. It's a fair point. We're actually going for the underdog. Crows are at about $2.30 at the moment. Tigers one sixty, So, it's pretty heavy favourites there. Um, we'll go to the next game now, Saturday night. Western Bulldogs hosting the Saints at Marvel. Another very interesting game. How you Both feeling? teams home ground. Pretty um, much. Yeah, that's 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 really tough, man. I'd go. I'd say Bulldogs purely because another, another again they have to respond. At this stage, we feel like they're the better team. At this stage, but yeah, sorry, Chris. Um, but hey, <laughs> I, I hope they. Hopefully, the Saints prove us wrong. But I'm gonna go with the Dogs. Yeah, I think Dogs. Uh, they're a better team at Marvel than they are at the MCG, and I, I think they should they should win this really on paper. Dean, here's your chance to redeem yourself in the eyes of Chris. I'm actually, uh, before you even said that, I'm going the Saints. Oh. I think their defense was very impressive. It is. If they can yeah. keep the dogs from scoring, which they might be they? able to do. Why yeah, can't with, they win? With that dysfunctional forward line. Up yeah. the Saints. Let's go. All right. There you go. So um, but the tip goes to the dogs. The tip doggies. goes to the dogs. <laughs> but good on you, Dana, for uh, showing some That's love it. to the Saints. That's it. It's on live on it's YouTube. On record it's now. on it's record on record now. It's yeah. on YouTube. So it might go on anywhere. Um, the big one Fremantle hosting North at. Is it Opta, Opta Stadium? At Opta Stadium, yeah. Um, so, uh, Frio's going in at 117. North, 510. Come on, sports. That's disrespectful. That's um, dis- we just beat a Perth team. Matza, who's your tip for the week? Being that we just beat a Perth team, I think we're on a roll with being teams from <laughs> there Perth. There you go. Specific, yeah, so I, I'm, I think it's a... Logically, I think North Melbourne... Well, Frio was disappointing. <laughs> yeah, logically, nah. logically. Yeah, logically, logically I think it's... Yeah, look, we beat one Perth team. We have another one. We have momentum against Western Australian people. We're doing it. There you go. Georgie, you're making fun of me for tipping Carlton. Then you do that. No, I didn't make fun of I'm pretty of sure one of these Carlton. teams is 1-0 and, and the other is 0-1. So. Frio is an absolute shoo-in to win well, this. Well, I guess it comes down to me. Yeah, let's see what Dan nah, has look, to say. I've got the AFL enjoyers interest at, at heart. I know it's a bit of banter, whatever. Frio, very disappointing. They've lost to the Saints. They're back at home now. They're playing a North team who barely held on to a lead against the Eagles at home. Um, so yeah, you'd logically you'd think Freo would win, but oh, I've got a bit of a feeling about this one. <laughs> no, yeah, so do I, man. So do I. I don't know. I was, something's just telling me. I would absolutely love to see North win this game. Make no mistake, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, well, Dean, what's your deciding pick? Uh, though? I've just got a feeling about North. Hey, <laughs> just all go right. North. So we're going. We're going with North. We're going North. I'm just outnumbered in every tip. <laughs> yep, yep. We're going North. Sets a theme. Oh. Also, five dollars ten. That's. That's good betting. It's disrespectful as well. Hey, we might betting. have to put a uh, AFL enjoyers uh, hey. 
This is not financial advice, but... Gamble responsibly. But (laughs) get on that bet. (laughs) Um, And then take a second job, I think. (laughs) That's it. And uh, Except for James and... Except for Dean's brother, do not make a bet. No bets from you, mate. No more sports betting for you. No, no, I'm banning your account. (laughs) Um, Sunday now, 1.10pm at the SCG, Sydney hosting the Hawks. I think that's a pretty easy Sydney. Yeah, yeah, no. Don't need to discuss that one. Hawks, Hawks, uh, Hawks, Cam McKenzie, three votes. Just pandering to the Hawks fans. (laughs) Rising star nomination. (laughs) He might get the right. I'll number you again, Georgie. He might get it. We gotcha. Nah, Sydney definitely wins that one. They're they're way too good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll lock in Sydney there. Um, The Bombers trying to back up their impressive round one victory going up against the Suns at Marvel. Ooh, that's uh, the, the Dons, man. Based off form. And it's in Melbourne as well. It's at Marvel. I'm going to go the Suns. I'm going Suns as well. As soon as I make the first pick, it's always like bang, bang. The There's a world team. where the Suns win it. There's a world where the Suns win it. Yeah. No, of course there's a world well, where the Suns win it. The Suns, who's, who's the, who's the favourites? Who's the betting Bombers favorites? are 150, Suns 250. But the Bombers played a bottom four team. The Suns played a top four team. That's Momentum. Right. Setters and Parrish going to dominate, man. Hey, prove What's me wrong. I said, and prove me wrong. Setterfield got a coach's vote, by the way. Goes to another team, gets a coach's vote. Right. All lies on He's not getting coach's votes at Carlton. Hey, give so. him a six year contract, Don's man. <laughs> Three votes, W Setterfield. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, last game of the round, the Eagles hosting the Giants. Eagles hosting the Giants. Keep in mind the Giants don't have Whitfield, they don't have Kelly. I don't know if Perriman's playing. So a couple of injuries. Yeah, that's 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 their whole midfield basically, apart from Tom Green and Caniglio. The odds are pretty close on this one, actually. Two dollars for the Eagles, one eighty for the Giants. Mm, that's that that's makes surprising. it really tough. Yo potentially comes back in for the West Coast Eagles, so I don't feel comfortable t- tipping them, but we'll go with the Eagles. I'm gonna go Eagles as well. I think the injury factor just affects them. I don't know if I can go unanimous Eagles, so I'll just go Giants. Not that it matters, but... Fair, fair. Um, in saying that, they were up against a pretty tough outfit on Saturday, so they did well. But <laughs> yeah, true, true. I'm sure they'll bounce back. They're actually in form, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, they're in form. They yeah. did pretty well against North. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, that's about it for the pod today, boys. Um, what we're going to do also, for those interested, we'll record a Supercoach podcast, so look out for that one on the channel. Um, it's just going to be a big rant. It's about, a venting session. So yeah, really, join us yeah. for the vent. Yeah, Royal so. Edge, you're going to get it. Yeah, you're going to get, get it, boy. Yeah, I'm going to be lying down on one of these couches, actually. <laughs> like We're going to turn the lights off and just have a session. That's it. That's um, it. But no, thanks for watching. Like and subscribe to the video. Um, yeah, leave your comments and, and stuff on Instagram and YouTube, and we'll get back to you. But thanks again for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. See you later. Bye bye.